exhibition that tells the stories rooted in the communities, the commonalities of black and brown identities. And so I, I didn't realize this was the fifth installment of Made Visible series, because I was in the last one under uh, Nico Okaro. And uh, I was so excited to be a part of it, to be like hanging with the artists. So tell me about this, uh, this installment. Um, who, who's the curator? Oh, Kim Weston, my good friend Kim Weston is the curator of this motley group of artists. So tell me, how, <laughs> how did how did y'all come to to be a part of this exhibit, and and what does it mean to 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 have commonalities between Black and Brown identities? So Babs, I'm going to jump in because uh, hey Trina, hi, I'm Trina Learned. I'm the executive director here, Create Afro Arts Workshop, but I'm not the voice you want to hear. You want to hear we have three of the nine artists here today it's been a fabulous show um, it's been extremely well received and we've had wonderful community participation um, including an artist talk that all three of the artists on your program today were a part of so um, in terms of answering your incredibly wonderful questions these are the people you want to talk to all right hi Aisha Aisha is it Aisha <laughs> Aisha, yes. Aisha and Bethany, and I already know the very lovely and talented uh, Shonda Holloway, because I have artwork of hers hanging in my house as we speak. So <laughs> how are y'all? Tell me about the commonalities between black and brown communities. What, when, we, when you say that, when that's said, what, what are exactly are we talking about? Um, so my name is Aisha Naila. Um, hi. I just wanted to clarify that. Um, for me... It is realizing, um, and, it, and it's in a basic level, just realizing all the things that we know about each other that we didn't know about each other. You know what I mean? In the sense that the things I know about myself, I kind of know about other black and brown people without having the conversation. Um, but then when we introduce ourselves to each other, it's like, oh, I know you because I know me. So that's what I felt in um, our conversations around the art and in talking about who we were as artists, where we were from, um, the themes that were coming up in the individual pieces and how much they were really overlapping without us, without a good majority of us even knowing each other and knowing that about our art, the things that, you know, like for myself, um, you know, practicing an African traditional religion and then having another artist, I believe his name was Juan and he's from Colombia and he practices the same. So when I was talking about it, you know, it, interest, it, it, it instantly just like struck something in him, um, to, you know, and he's like, wow, you know, we're, we're that close. We're not that far away. So that was, that's how I felt about it. Mm. Okay. Bethany? 
very similar to Aisha. It was just, it was really interesting to see how the diaspora really played a role in all of us, you know, being from various places. I mean, your origins can be from a completely different country than the person sitting next to you, but you might have that same experience of growing up in New England. And it's kind of this really interesting point that comes into play where, you know, we are our origins, but we're also, you know, the place that we're currently at. And I think that in terms of brownness and blackness, that is also a really interesting commonality between all of us. Mm. Okay. Chandra? Oh, boy. Um, first of all, um, I think it's, it's a blessing to be able to come together with all these different artists from different places and different origin. And, uh, you know, there is a, there is a common thread uh, just in terms of uh, marginalization and also when you come together your individual voice can be amplified even further and this is what I get out of this exhibition uh, the opportunity to uh, make even more room so mm. um, yeah that's my so so in talking about this, these commonalities is it a good time to be a black artist right now is it a good time to be a black and brown artist? And mm. and are you finding enough places to to show your work? I mean, I feel like I've seen more BIPOC artists in the last couple of years mm. in spaces than I have in a very, very long time. And mm. I think that's a good thing. Not nearly enough, but I'm starting to sort of see a real interest in, particularly at the local level of artists mm. And, and people curating uh, black and brown artists. Is, is that the experience y'all are having? Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like it's a good time. I hope it's not, um, I hope it's not being uh, uh, fetishized. You see what I'm saying? Like, in the moment, this is the flavor of the moment because of, you know, various reasons. Um, you know, it is, it is helping though, to, for us to get out there, but it's tough too, because you're very much like, I'm very much a black artist, but I'm very much an, uh, just an artist as well. You know what I mean? And that's the whole conversation, like duality of things. Like, yes, I need you to understand the language in which I'm speaking through my blackness, um, in my art. However, I'm still very much just an abstract artist as well, abstract figurative, you know, multidisciplinary, blah, blah, blah. So, um, that's where it can get a little tough in, in terms of like longevity and, and how far you go and what have you. But yeah, right now in this moment, yes, it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's nice. Feels good. <laughs> um, but I, I, like I said, you know, I, I really do hope that it's not just the flavor of the month. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Well, I'd like to respond to that question. Oh. Uh, I, I think it's a I think it's a good time, but I I think it it it's time uh, for artists to do the work, and uh, I know personally uh, Aisha and Kim Weston, um, and I'm sure Bethany like we do the work, and the thing is is to create foundation that go underground and, and intersect and interconnect, and not just with artists in your region, but in different states, you know, in different countries. And I feel like that is the way to make sure that, you know, we're just here, period. 
regardless of whether or not uh, it's a trend or not. Um, that's very important to me to uh, make sure that there is a presence at all times. And, uh, you know, I, I feel as though, you know, nobody makes a sandwich. To, nobody wants a sandwich uh, until you make one. You know, nobody's hungry until you make a sandwich. <laughs> so you just got to, like, go ahead and just keep doing the work. You know, and I, I really am seeing the result of the work. And it is true, you know, most of what we do uh, becomes a trend, right? But there's also that longevity that, that's going nowhere for the people who are doing the work and setting an example for other people to go ahead and, and make this happen, continue it. Mm -hmm. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yep. Bethany, did you have something you wanted to say about this? Doing the work and having a strong studio practice that you're sustaining out of your own free will, I think gives you this real sense of autonomy over your artwork. Mm -hmm. I think about um, various artists like um, photographer Ming Smith, who you know has been making her entire life and is now in her 70s and uh, is just now getting the recognition. I mean, she was a part of Kamage Workshop. She was doing the work in the 70s in New York. And now it's like everybody wants to jump on it, but the work itself speaks for itself. It's not like, you know, she's waiting till it becomes a trend. She was making it for no eyes, right. only her own. And I think as long as we keep doing that, our work stays fresh and we're not just putting out, you know, what certain groups want to see from us. <laughs> and it's, it's actually right. real and it's tangible and it's ever evolving. Mm. So, so Trina, you know, you you are the executive director of the Creative Dark Workshop that has a whole gallery, and you have to decide what gets shown in that gallery. And we are in this this very interesting moment of trying to center BIPOC artists in spaces where they haven't historically been centered. How do you? I mean, I know you have a board and all of that. Um, how do you how do you come to this work? How do you think about this? Oh, what an excellent question. Um, it's not easy, I will say that. This show is part of a continuum, a five years continuum, and is extremely important to Creative Arts Workshop. It is um, very important to our funders, and let's be honest, without our funders, certain things can't happen. So. Um, I need first to keep the doors open and then second to be able to sponsor these shows. Um, so, so, but we also, um, the art, uh, I've worked with Kim um, on other issue on other shows and I'm very excited about working with Kim. Uh, Shauna is a wonderful member of CAW. And and, and so that's really important to us, but mainly it's, it's very important for me as executive director to honor um, artists. And this is an extraordinarily strong show. And it's interesting for us because it follows our Ann Lehman show, which was a very different sort of strong show. That was a show from one of the founders, a sculptor, a metal sculptor. Um, and when Kim Weston came and curated and hung the show, as soon as it was on the wall, we walked around the space and we were just 
so strongly moved um, by the authority that the work in this show has and how much it holds the space, how much it commands the space, and therefore um, what it brings to CAW. So yes, it's always difficult trying to um, understand what show should come next. And with the loss of art space in New Haven, we have fewer options um, to show artists. Um, but it's certainly our mission here at CAW to support as many artists um, and really bring um, a, a wide variety and representation of art and artists from around, not just New Haven, but around the area. So when you all decided to uh, say yes to this curated uh, exhibition, what made you say yes? Did y'all know other, the other artists? Were you excited by that? Like what's the drawing card to make you say yes uh, to an exhibit? Mm. For me, it was it was Kim Weston. I mean, that is a really powerful person, not, not typical means of power, but Kim is everywhere in Kim's presence. I feel like she dabbles in everything and she is what all of us are, right? So it, for me, you know, I met her through um, a, a program I run at the Amistad Center for Art and Culture called Snap Photography. And it was handled you know teenagers right and the sort of standard she holds them to and i'm like you know if you are taking these student artists who you know are still figuring out you know what they're trying to do and you're empowering them like i know what you're going to do for all of us and i think that she succeeded you know immensely and still in kim's style in every aspect in in her own fashion but i think you know my trust was in the curator and i feel like for black and brown people that can be kind of difficult, especially when institutions are super colonial um, and have deep seated issues um, related to white supremacy. So I think it helps in a lot of other aspects, you know, we all have to work together. And I think it helps when you do have people sitting in the curatorial seat or in, um, you know, the registrar seat who are people of color, because it kind of creates this sort of safety. Mm. Mm hmm. Anyone else want to speak to why they say yes to exhibitions or what makes you say yes to a particular exhibition? Yeah, I, w I would agree with Bethany in terms of, of the uh, uh, comfortability of, you know, the curator and what have you. Like Kim, I've, I've exhibited with Kim multiple times um, and um, it's always, you know, a good experience. She, she comes from a very humble place. And you, you know, you can see her heart and feel her heart. And I've curated uh, many things. I ran a gallery and and have dealt with other curators before. And it really does depend. And like you know, the 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 idea behind the show, who's coming up with the idea and what have you, kind of it, it it informs you as to how to move. You know, sometimes art is just art. It's like, hey, I just want to put my art out there. But other times. It's really like, what is the real idea here that you're trying to put out and, and how do I contribute it? And, or how are you using me in this particular space? Do I want to be used in that way? Um, so those are some of the reasons why I would say either yes or no to something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would like to add to that too. Like Kim's humanity is off the chain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, she just resonates, you know, such humanity and it's like, there's no way to possibly even say no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <You Yeah. know? laughs> how, how can you say no? You could just feel it. And coupled with the fact that she's about her business and you know she's about her business, you have no question that she's going to deliver. You know, 
And um, it's 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 an honor and a pleasure to work with her. Definitely. Good. Yeah. Good. 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 All right. So when people come to the space, because the exhibit is up until the sixteenth, when people walk into the space, what do you want them to take in? What do you hope they will take in? Okay, this is radio. Hope, we have to be talking. <laughs> I hope they take in. I hope they take in the fact that there are so many different stories in the world, not just your own story, but other people's story. I want them to delve into, uh, you know, each artist, you know, whatever they're trying to say, what we all are trying to say. Listen and and observe and and think about it, you know, and uh, you know the fact that there is an artist who is from Gaza in the show is really powerful and really timely. And it shows that Kim has it uh, as a curator has a, and, uh, a respect for what is going on in the world period, you know, worldwide. And I just, I'm very proud to be a part of this exhibition because it touches on a number of things on multiple levels. And it's up to you to interpret, you know, what's being said uh, it doesn't preach to you, but it definitely is an eye opener. So, my thing would be to be willing to see. Mm -hmm. I'd agree. I don't have I to build on that and just say, you know, I hope that people feel they can ask questions. I think, I think, mm -hmm. you know, as a society, we've gotten away from it because it can feel uncomfortable, or there's going to be, you know, pitchforks and torches if you ask a question. <laughs> and I think there has to be some level of, you know. Like we say we speak to her humanity and I hope that we can treat our audience members the same way as artists. I think, you know, as an artist, you're putting something out there by being in an exhibition. So you have to be open to having a dialogue and to, you know, answer questions so that we can find a common ground. You go to the museum, you go to the gallery to be challenged. And I hope that people feel challenged with the content in this show. I hope that they feel you know, that there's some something within that they have to reconcile themselves because I know that we as artists always are searching for that reconciliation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, folks are gonna come see this March 6, uh, through March 16th at the Creative Arts Workshop Gallery Space, which is in Audubon Plaza, Plaza Square, whatever. And, uh, and they're gonna come in, you already had the artist talk, February 17th, I believe y'all had a, a wonderful discussion. I'm sorry I couldn't mm -hmm. be there. I was in Senegal and just got back. Um, oh, nice. But I, but I heard tell it was good. So um, what? Tell, tell me something. Do, do, you, do you like when artists get to talk about their work in community with a talk? Speaking for myself, I found our artist talk incredibly powerful. First of all, uh, often an artist in describing their own work will tell you um, about either their experiences or the reflection or the technique that may not be inherent to the first time viewer. Um, so that was a, a really wonderful experience. I was, um, I was just fascinated. Um, so the three people on this, um, in this program had a chance to talk. And I learned so much about, um, about who you are as people, as well as who you are as artists. 
and then really um, gathered an understanding. So I hope that's what people will see. Um, I should say that in response to your previous question, one of the things that is particularly stunning about this show is that every single piece in the show has, uh, has so much stature. None of the pieces is small. They're all, they're all quite big. Kim has given them lots of room, but each one will take some time to understand and to spend, spend that time with. And, um, and I think that that's really lovely about the show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, artists, do you all like talking about your art in community at a talk? I mean, is that, does that add to it? Does that give folks an opportunity to see the creator behind the creative? It does. Um, I've learned to like it. Well, not necessarily <laughs> like it, but I've learned to get used to it. I'm not, I, I, you know, like I feel, and I don't say this is about our artists, but we're like, we create it, it's here. You know what I mean? Like, love it, be into it. But talking, 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 or writing about my art has always been a problem for me. Like, in extent, because it's like, I just want to get straight to it. So, um, and that's why I just created and just let it be. But I've gotten used to it. And um, I like it more now because it then brings a, more of an understanding. You know what I mean? Allowing people to really understand what you were going through in the moment of creating it or the ideas that were, you know, flowing through. So um, I've, I have a learned appreciation for it. Mm. But I like being with the other artists. That's the thing. I love having conversations with other artists and being in their space. But explaining the work is, is what I've um, learned to appreciate more now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I, I like that. Say. Bethany, you have something <laughs> that you want to add to that? I was just going to say it. It helps me beat the impending sense of imposter syndrome. I feel a lot of artists go through. It's like, mm. you know, you're, you're, you're in it when you're in your studio, but then it's like, it feels yeah. like this way of defending it to the public or defending it to, you know, your fellow black and brown people and they're gonna call mm. you on your, your, you know, your BS. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a great tool to better yourself, even if it feels uncomfortable or a little bit daunting, you know, leading up to it. I always walk away from an artist talk, a gallery talk, um, any sort of interview feeling like I'm more in tune with my practice, you know, mm -hmm. since there's that dissonance between creating the piece and then showing the piece. Okay. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. So, all right. So you, you, you're here, your, your artwork is up until March 16th. Do you start thinking about where else it goes or do you step into another exhibit that's vastly different from the one you're in? How does the creative process work? in showing your art and being invited to spaces? I think that, um, hmm, like for me, it happened where, you know, being in a show, being introduced to new people, and then that just keeps opening the different avenues of, of you know, exhibiting opportunities and what have you. And then sometimes there's a lull, but that doesn't stop you from um, even coming up with your own exhibits, like for me, again, I, I've, I've, I've been a curator as well, or I am a curator as well. So in addition to creating work just for the sake of creating work um, and, and exploring my own ideas, 
I'm also at the same time thinking of exhibit ideas as well, just in case an opportunity or a space pops up. I used to run a gallery in Bridgeport also for two years. So that was another space to like get those things off. But um, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a, um, it's like a river, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's a rush of things that are happening and, and multiple exhibits and what have you. So like for me now, I'm in multiple exhibits and, you know, doing a couple of things here and there. And then other times it can be a little stagnant, but those quiet times are where you really have the opportunity to um, have new ideas kind of come in. I love it. I love it. All right. So <clears throat> when you, when you, when you think about uh, your own creativity, where do you take your inspiration from? Me personally, I feel like oh, I'm jumping in all the time. <laughs> no, any any of y'all. Um, for me, it's all my it's all culture. It's culture. It's color, because um, I love color. Color, color, color. Everything is color. Um, but everything of every point of my life, my you know, growing up Costa Rican, loving plantains and macaroni and cheese. And you know different types of music, and but the influence of my father and his musical taste, and just all everything, flora, fauna, air, whatever, it just all just finds its way in some kind of way, you know. I love it. Anybody else want to jump in? Jump in. Um, I I always am like reading things, so you know, literature articles, what I find on the internet, just like weird things related to like current events not even like necessarily the heavy stuff but kind of like the little like absurdities of life and I find that those are the things you know popular culture those are the things that really drive my practice and what inspire me to make something is kind of finding these connections and then making a piece of art it's like oddly conceptual in nature but like also I'm like not a cisgender white male so it, mm -hmm. it kind of has this really interesting twist when like you know you're, you might be using different techniques elevated because of your identity and so it kind of mm -hmm. it, it leaves this like really interesting mark i don't know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so who are y'all tracking these days like who who are y'all who what what are y'all as artists who y'all checking out these days um yeah, chinese contemporary art so i'm looking at lee song 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 dong um chow Fei. Um, so I'm, I'm looking very globally, um, at people who, you know, don't necessarily have the same experience as me because I find that that is also really interesting, but I think, I think Chinese contemporary art is taking the lead. Mm -hmm. Anyone else? Who, who, who y'all, whose gal, whose gallery stuff are you checking out? Who are you like? Um, the artists I'm, I, I just, um, um, I hate to say discovered, like I found this person, but <laughs> caught my attention. <laughs> you know, you want to be Columbus and people stuff, but um, April Bay, I believe her name is April Bay. Um, and she's from the Caribbean and she, um, she does this thing with AI and creates these uh, fantastical African based characters. But it's like, they I think they're called the Atlanteans or what have you. And it's like, you know, she brings in the nature aspect of it, but then the future Afrofuturism AI and the characters are amazing. And then she uses those, you know, she creates the characters and then puts them on these tapestries. And it's like really, really beautiful work. Cause I, I love 
collage things and and and, and you know multi-layered things like Micheline Thomas and um so um she has recently caught my eye April Bay hmm. okay I personally I would like to say that I um I like the work of Leonardo Drew I uh, went to the print fair at the what was it it was in on Park Ave on Thursday and um it was at the the armory yeah the armory and he's originally uh from somewhere in the south i think nashville but he grew up in bridgeport and the pieces are incredible they're like very textured and they seem to be uh made from some kind of recycled materials and uh, i'm very much into environmentalism so his work has really uh impacted me and also uh bisa butler just love mm-hmm. her work, love the texture, mm-hmm. the layers, the history, all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so yeah. many artists. So those are just two. I, I love it. Um, we got a few more minutes before we wrap up. Um, you know, with this whole onslaught of AI, artificial intelligence driven art, mm. is there room in the world for them to sit at the same table as other artists, as mixed media artists? Is there, is there room at the table for new ways to make art, and 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 can it be an, embraced and accepted and hang alongside traditional what we consider traditional mm-hmm. mixed media kind of art? Mm-hmm. I hated AI. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this? They're taking everything, especially because I'm also a teacher. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm an actual uh, teacher. I teach art, and I work with mainly middle school and high school. But in seeing these kids' fascination with the quick, you know, they low attention span, quick things, blah 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 blah. So they don't. A good majority of them don't even have the appreciation for the long form of art, the waiting, the patience the putting the layer and that so this AI thing comes in and it's like oh I could just tell it what colors I want and what type of character blah, 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 blah. boom it creates a thing I just put it out on some piece of paper and put it up on the wall it's art um and I didn't I didn't like that um and I still don't in some ways but then I see how some other artists are using it like for example the artist I mentioned um she's using it in a very particular way. And I really, really enjoyed that, how she used that, like you said, in a, in a um, you know, a multimedia type of way of layering it and collaging it and, and using it in this way and that way. Um, but as a base, it's also good too, if you are an artist, I feel, and you struggle sometimes, because sometimes we just have like a brain freeze. You know what I mean? So you could pop in a couple words and maybe get something and start jogging your ideas by way of being inspired by something you, you know, quote unquote, created. Um, the only problem with AI is that the source material is usually other people's work. So it's taking multiple different artists' work and putting it together and giving you something. Not unlike what you do with yourself when you're reading books and, and, and getting inspired, but um, but it's it's like a copyright thing, you know what I mean? So that's that's also the other issues with AI. Hmm. I'm concerned about the the craftsmanship of AI. Mm -hmm. Like, where does that come in? It has uh, 
to me, and a small potential to become what uh, hip hop has become for music in the sense of uh, people always sampling and taking from something that's pre-existing, right? But mm-hmm. it's the real artistry that stays with you. Um, like like Aisha said, you know, you're dealing with copyright and stuff like that. Um, I'm interested in people who create work where the artistry shines through. Other than that, right. you know, I hated the AI situation off the rip because I just felt like, you know, where's your, where's the, in my, I'm a messy artist, right? I, I could try to be smooth. But you're going to find a fingerprint somewhere. It's like, where's your fingerprint? Where's that mm-hmm. you know, paint that kind of dripped off to the side mm-hmm. even though you didn't want it to? Where's yeah. that is with AI, you know? Mm. So. Mm. Bethany, do you want to chime in before we wrap up? Because this this conversation, uh, totally valid points from both of you, and I, I couldn't agree more, but it does remind me of like the turn of the 20th century when um, photography started becoming a thing. And there was this article written called The End of Painting. And it's like, yeah, there's still people that question like, the validity of, of, of photography. And then the same thing happened with like procreate and photoshop when like digital mm-hmm. artists started moving from like you know comic books that were traditionally drafted by hand to like now people do it on their ipad mm-hmm. and it just is kind of this moment of i feel like ai is a little bit more not a little bit it's a lot more you know discriminatory like it's it's ethically there are so many issues where there are not those same ethical issues in those other practices but mm-hmm. it just reminds me that it's not like the argument of there's space for all of us, but there is always going to be space for painting and there's always going to be space for your fingerprint. And so mm-hmm. I always just like to tell like, you know, students that I have that are kind of concerned about that. I'm like, you don't let it bother you. Like, forget it. It's not going to be remembered in posterity like your work. Mm. Okay. So creative, creative arts workshop presents made visible origins and belonging. Uh, an exhibition that tells stories rooted in the commonalities of black and brown identities curated by the fabulously talented Kim Weston. Thank you, Aisha. Thank you, Shonda. Thank Thank you, Bethany. And thank you, Trina Learn, for uh, coming on uh, and uh, having this wonderful, rich conversation. The exhibit runs through March 16th. Get yourself there so that you can be uh, uh, part of this bigger, larger conversation uh, of this exhibit. So, and see where your commonalities are when you look at it. Thank you all so much. I enjoyed this Thank conversation. You. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I look forward to okay. seeing you all out here in these art streets. Yeah. Terrific. <laughs> Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I'm going to make my way over to CAW so that I can see this exhibit. I, I've been wanting to see it ever since it was talked about. So I can't wait. So thank you all for your time this morning. And uh, I'll see you all soon. Thanks, Thanks uh, Harry Bye-bye. and Bye-bye. Nora and whoever else is behind the scenes today. Thank you all. <laughs>